0: Well, glad you guys are here. Of course, the guest of honor tonight has been the same for eight years running in this place, Jesus Christ. Um, I want to say welcome to some new friends. Glad to have you guys with us. You guys make sure to make our new friends welcome, and Trevor and Toya, And Olivia and Abel, they're still new too. It's the second time they've shown up. So keep showing love to them. They have a sweet spirit. Um, I think we're probably, I just didn't have um, any specific speaker in mind for tonight. That's why none of you were asked. I just, I feel like we're still in this place of, God uh just we've always been very blown about by his wind, but I just think um it's a good posture for us to be in right now. Um to give him space to move as he wants to move. Um I hope you guys were impacted by John and Andrea and their children being here. Um it was such a blessing for Karis and me to host them. Um They spent all of Sunday with us, too, after the meeting, and we got to pray for them, and it was powerful. Michael stopped by at just the right time. It's just a very, very powerful um, time of prayer. John is, uh, yeah, he's the most interactive with God person I've ever known, so it it just, god that's how God deals with him, just very overtly, Um, and this time of prayer for him was uniquely powerful, and he, he talked about that. Um, and something happened. He he began laughing in a way that was not just ha ha, but um, something important. Um, God sits in the heavens, he laughs at his enemies. There's something strategic about laughter sometimes. So, um, yeah, I just want to thank God for the Kohlberg family and for particularly John's role in um, authority and covering for our ministry. He was, he could not, here's the thing, he could not stop talking about you guys. He was just, he and Andrew were so um, impressed with you all, um, naming people specifically, you know. Um, And I was so proud of you guys. I almost sent out another text, but I've told you I don't want to get into the saturation factor. I was like, oh, there's Travis again, telling us how great we are. Um, I feel it so much and don't say it. Uh, so it's really a small percentage, but now that I'm saying it, I might as well go ahead and finish it. I was just so, I you know, John is is the one who God has put as a leader in my life. I um, have many people who God blesses me with, but he's the, been the primary one God has called me to submit to in leadership. And um, I was like, hey, did you see that? Those are our people, man. <laughs> I was like proud of you guys in in a holy way. Just like I was the way you received the Norwegian people, and, they, and again they were like, "This is church," except in their Scandinavian accent. This is church. This is family, family. And I, I was like, "Yeah, I know. Our, our people are are all stars, um, misfit all stars." Okay, in of ourselves, we're nothing to write home to, uh, write home about to mom and say, "Look how great that person is," and. You know, we're just people, but uh, God looks at the heart, and, and your hearts are great before God. Um, and I pray that they continue to expand. And, and that we, you know, Paul prayed, I pray that you would be of one heart and one mind. See, that is, that is a prayer that didn't just come out of a, a wishful thinking or a nice thought or an emotion. Paul was an emotional guy. I mean, we can tell that, but that was not what that was. That was a groan from God's spirit. Otherwise, God wouldn't have canonized it and put it in the 66 books. It was intentional that God would pray for a group of people, his church, to be of one heart and one mind, and that is the vision along with, you know, so much, but if we can see that and just say, well, Lord, do it here with us misfits. Let us be of one heart and one mind. How far are we from that in the age of isolation and selfism? A, a long way. But God loves to do things in the most impossible situations. Wouldn't it be like him to invade the narcissism of this nation and the, and the earth and say, but what about this when I make them all Philippians Two, where consider others above yourselves, not just loving others as you love yourself, but consider people's interests more than yours. And not for Christian fanfare, you know, to get a pat on the back or some winks so and look how selfless that person, but to love from the heart and to be of one heart, one mind, unity of the spirit. And Father, I just want to right now bring that word and that prayer back before you and And I know that's your will. And when we pray anything according to your will, we have it. I pray that for us here. I pray that for your worldwide. I pray for the worldwide unification of the body of Christ. But, Lord, I ask for a deposit here. Everybody's called to play their part. Let us play our part as one heart and one mind. Amen. Okay. Well, we'll do the kids, and then we'll uh, see what God has the rest of the meeting. Kids! Kids! Come on down, kids. Whoa. All righty, Miss Somersault. You guys have just been hanging out for hours. (laughs) Well... I'm glad you guys are here. Today, Zion and her cousin Addison were playing at our house, and they spent many hours doing science experiments, making soap and perfume, very elegant tasks. Um, I got to be the recipient and test out their cologne. They had both perfume and cologne. I said, maybe someday you guys will have a fragrance um, business, and you can give your friends and family good discounts. Get the dwelling discount. And I have to say, uh, they were, you know, really building their product up over there in the kitchen. They were like, oh, it's so good. It smells, oh, yeah, let's add this spice. And Now, the cologne that they gave me, it was legit. Zion rubbed it on my wrist and it was so fresh and citrusy, fresh-squeezed oranges. I'm very proud of you guys. What? <laughs> she just told me one of the secret ingredients was the lemon toilet spray. How dare you? She's. Like, it smelled good. We had to do it, Dad. And you wiped it on me without even telling me. Now I have to use the word wipe because it was toilet spray. You wiped it on me. You didn't. All right. Anyway. Well, I want to talk to you guys about being the fragrance of Jesus. God spoke through Paul. And Paul wrote, where we go, we are the aroma or the fragrance of Christ Jesus. We diffuse God's presence. Do you know what diffuse means?
1: Um, I, I I know what it means. But I forgot. Okay.
0: Madison, that again. Well, it just means to release, and specifically to release into the air. Okay? So God has called us to be the fragrance of Christ. Did you know that when i put on cologne i'm a big cologne guy started wearing cologne when i was 13 i've never looked back if there's a man's cologne out there i've probably tried and i can give you my thoughts on it but when i when i spray the cologne on me i don't have to work hard the rest of the day to smell good i don't have to be like cologne work i don't have to say cologne release from my body I have taken in the spray of that cologne, and now, wherever I go, I bring that fragrance. <laughs> yeah. Dave, Dave,
2: what say what you were at the gym. No, it's funny, because I could walk, like, I could be in my office and just walk in the hallway, and I'm like, oh, Travis is here. <laughs> and I literally go down, and i like, hey, Travis. So, there's a couple others, too. <laughs> um...
0: I hope I haven't dulled my senses and I'm like knocking people out. I don't want to be that guy. It smells like gasoline. Um, anyway, so the cool thing is, your smile right now is just, oh, buddy, you are awesome. And while I'm talking about you, I, Phineas sends me questions. Okay, and I it, if I'm subbing at school, I get to look at them on my planning, and Phineas uh, sends me these deep theological questions. Samuel's uh, sent me questions too. Rachel's just like here, and she videos them, and then they ask me, and then I do a video back, and you know I make sure it's theologically correct and all her- hermeneutical, and uh, it's just fun. I, I just love the way their, their hearts and minds work. But guys. Here's something really simple. When you say, yes, Jesus, I take you in. I receive you. Or the Bible says at one time, put on the Lord Jesus Christ. We just put on his presence. We receive him. And you know what? You don't have to work hard to release his presence, to release the smell of Christ. So there are times when we do specific things. And there's always opportunities to show kindness. But you know one of the things that helps us do the things that God calls us to do? is just knowing that we carry his fragrance. That we carry his presence. All right. Anybody have any comments or questions? All right. What do you say we break it down on fragrance? Fragrance? Yeah, exactly. All right. You can put them in here. We're not. All right, fragrance on three. One, two, three. Fragrance. Cures.
3: All right, let me pull up my note here. Um, <laughs> I have two announcements. I don't know why I need to pull up my note. (laughs) Um, Welcome, our visitors. If you need to use the restroom, it's that way. That's really the only important thing to know. (laughs) Um, And since we never know how long we get to keep you, if you want to be prayed for, there's always people who are really happy to pray for you all whenever you're here. Um, Okay. First announcement is the retreat so, um, if you are interested in going to the retreat, please text me and let me know. We have 11 filled out of 21 rooms, which is pretty good after a week. So, if you want to go, if you're like, I've got some friends who I think would really benefit from this, and I'd just like to spend time with them at a camp, let me know, because right now we have space for them. Because we have the 21 rooms, and then we also have the basement fun. And I just map quested it. It's like... MapQuest, that's an old term. Um, I just looked it up on an app, and it is um, less than an hour and a half. So that's pretty good. And just a reminder, it's $200 for a room. If you want two rooms because you have children, it's still just $200. If you want two rooms because you're claustrophobic, it's $400. (laughs) So, if you're coming and you, (laughs) but if you're like, Karis, money is an issue right now, but I want to come, then don't pay. If you're coming and you're like, money is not an issue right now and I want to pay extra, please do. (laughs) So, that's what's up for the retreat. We don't really have food scheduled out yet. If you would like to be in charge of sort of coordinating meals, let me know if you don't want to be in charge of coordinating meals it will kind of fall to me which you all know how I like to do if it falls to me and I don't really feel led to do it it means that it will be done in a very minimal manner <laughs> so <laughs> if you guys want to do it please let me know if not we're gonna have a lot of carry and fun um and I think Friday I, my guess is we'll just do really lay back like we did last time Friday night we'll probably order out um Maybe Chick Fil A. I haven't talked to Noel and Adani about it, and that may not be an option. If it's not Adani, it's fine. But if it is, let us know, please. Um, Saturday morning, I'm thinking probably just bring cereals and stuff, and then we can go buy milks of different kinds. I know a lot of people can't have dairy, so we'll get all different kinds of milk and oat, goat, and all of the things that we may need. And um, lunch, we'll have like a leper, like a late lunch, early supper kind of thing. And that will probably be when we do like a carry-in of sorts. And then um, after the evening session, we will have campfire, providing weather's good. And we'll have s'mores and maybe make some popcorn and stuff. Um, And then Sunday morning, we'll do the same kind of leftover breakfast, or if somebody just feels passionate about making something, um, then that'd be awesome, too. And then we'll drive home. So ideally, we'll carpool also, like we did last time, because it saves on gas, it saves on money, and it's really special just to spend time with people in a small group like that. So and then I think that whoever you carpool with, you can either carpool with the same people or coordinate differently so you can eat with them on the way home. Just another special way to spend time. Um David and Wendy, I know are excited about ministering. Um they prayed deep into the wee hours of the morning for people last time and it was just really really special. So if you have some friends that want to come, please let me know sooner rather than later. That was a long announcement. Um other announcement is that the Wesley Waddles coming up. I don't know if you guys want to say anything special beyond volunteer if you can. It's April 22nd. Anything else? How are you guys doing on volunteers? Okay, kind of low on volunteers right now. So and also sign up to run if you want to. Or walk or waddle. <laughs> Whatever you'd prefer. Um I think that's it. We we are not having um a regular teaching message tonight. Are we doing testimonies? Kinda. Okay. Um, but if you all want, Naomi and I are up for kids time in the back if you all have kids you want to send. We are available, and I've got plans.
0: Um, Yeah, I just, I want to give space for people to testify what God's doing, uh, what God is speaking to you, Um, what he has been doing. um, I think it'd be great if somebody, uh, or maybe a few, feel led to share how God used John Uh, in his prayer or what he said to minister to you. Um, I think it would be cool for him to hear some of that um, when Uncle Tim puts it on the podcast. Um, There are two things I'm going to testify about. Um, One is more the circumstances of my life right now, and the second is uh, just a thought that came to me instantly, and I was planning to do that for the kids. I always get the kids' things, like, seconds before. Um, so I got the first kids thing like 30 seconds before. And then the, the fragrance thing, I was like, okay, we'll, we'll go with that one. But I want to share this other thing because uh, I, I, I do feel like it was fresh bread for us. Um, so I was thinking about how Enoch is such a an amazing. Example for us. And again, he's in the scriptures for a specific reason. Um, and he's referenced in the New Testament. Um, but it, it says there in Genesis that Enoch lived 365 years and then he was no more because God took him. And that is fascinating to me and it's extremely desirable to me. And I will freely admit that some of my longing for that is probably not healthy. It's like wanting a release from the pain and from the, I don't know, God, like, uh, put my hands up. don't really have a word for it. Um, but uh, just the phrase that had come to me before, the Enoch walk, I desire for us for myself that we would be like Enoch such a simple description of his life Enoch walked with God and then he was no more because God took him that's what God's looking for in a human to walk with him then you keep walking with me okay you're done good you you fulfilled your purpose (laughs) we have no idea all the things that God did with Enoch. We have the book of Enoch, which I think is uh, authentic. Uh, God chose not to put it in the Bible. Um, So we know, uh, it seems that Enoch left some writings behind, um, and Jude even referenced some things that are in the book of Enoch. So uh, I don't think God would have been talking about something false, but fact is, we don't know a whole lot about Enoch's life, but what we do know is so precious. He walked with God, and then God took him. And I, I, I like to think about it like it was both functional and relational. Because, picture this, okay? So Enoch walks with God, and he's like, he's really like, portaling back before sin where God would walk in the garden with his people, with mankind. And so somehow Enoch is walking back in time, but he's also walking forward in time because he's living with the blood of Jesus. Even though it hasn't been spilt on the physical ground, He was the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. And so Enoch is entering into covenant and the blessing of walking with Yahweh by going forward outside of time and going back outside of time to paradise with God. And where it's just simple. Hi, my name's Enoch. Uh, I walk with God. Oh, nice to meet you, Enoch. I'm I'm Bob Moore. (laughs) So tell me more about yourself. I'm Enoch. I walk with God. And I'm sure he had a lot to say, and I'm not saying we should just like, oh, no, I'm just going to walk with God. That, that's not it. But there's a simplicity that the New Testament says, the simplicity that is in Christ um, that I so long for. But I think God, it, it, like I said, it was functional and relational. So, And God is a functional God, and he's relational. He's functional unto relation because it's, it's all about his heart of love. But he'll do what He's a good businessman. He'll get things done. He's very efficient. Jesus said, i got to be about my father's business. <laughs> Father, son, incorporated. You know, they were very functional on the earth together. The Holy Spirit is the CEO. <laughs> um, I believe in those years... And let's, let's you know, not be too hard on ourselves. Enoch had, you know, there was still age, you know, he had 300 years to get this thing right, 300 plus years. Um, but during that time, God's like, all right, he walked with me. He did what I wanted him to do. His purpose on the earth is served. Just like it only took David like 70 years, and even with all his blunders, a thousand years later, his epitaph from the Holy Spirit was, God's, uh, David served God's purpose in his generation. He did it. So you look at that man and he, all of his blunders and God's like, well, I stand up for him. He fulfilled his purpose. Who's going to throw a stone at him now? That's what God speaks a thousand years later. And in, still names the son of God, God himself, Jesus Christ, the son of David. So let's not dishonor David. Pick on him. I used to like be like, you're too emotional, man. Get over it. Like, Why are you always complaining in the Psalms? <laughs> Just live with God and be like a man. I don't think like that at all anymore. At all. <laughs> at all. Um, so Enoch did what God asked him to do. All right, you've functioned as I want you. You can come home now. But I think there was something even greater that God was like, I just can't stand the distance anymore. You got to come here. I want you. I want you. And uh, we can't ever earn God's affection, but there's some way that we can grow in relationship with him. And I touch deeper parts of his heart, and I don't understand how that works. Um, But, Paul, at the one point in the New Testament, says those of you who know God, he says, better yet, those of you who are known by God. Those, he makes a distinction. There are those who are known by God. Like somehow, like, God can know deeper parts of you even though he knows everything. And I just... You know, before I want us to be a house of unity, which I think this flows out of this reality, I want for you, I want for me to be one who's known by God, who who does the Enoch walk. And that God just has to gobble us up. You know, like that saying people use when they feel some affection for someone. Oh, I could just eat them up. Like that. God had to gobble Enoch up. I gotta get an Enoch sandwich. It's you gotta come up here, buddy. And I do believe there is actually a spiritual principle that God wants to take the church into, both a life of walking with God, but also a principle of He was not. I think God wants to so eclipse our human nature that. I mean, Paul entered into some of this. He's like, I don't live anymore. I am not. There was a man named Saul. Then the scales fell from him and death fell, fell from him. And then God raised up Paul. Saul was no longer See yeah, Saul. But then there was a Paul who worked and walked with God and gave every bit of strength he had. And then Paul was no more. It was Christ in him. And the life he lived, he lived by the faith of the Son of God. That is my great hope, personally, for myself, as a zealous man, as an extremist, as, uh, a, you know, I think probably above average capable person. It's not to build me up. It's just it is what it is. But there's no way I can pull this thing off. Unless God does and Travis was not. And I believe we've all entered into some of that to a degree. But, oh, Father, would you take us up? Would you gobble us up like Enoch? And keep our bodies here until our time of functionality is done. But let us live by the faith of the Son of God. Let us no longer live, but let Christ live in us. Let us be an Enoch community. Where together we are not, dwelling is not. So I just wanted to throw that out there as something for us to hope and believe for and uh, receive from God. Um, so personally, this was a big week for me, and I think it, um, it, it all relates to just God and his timing, but, you know, I had been predicting for a while that uh, when John came to visit, it represented something significant. I believe God was going to use him significantly and that he himself was a sign of God shifting stuff uh, in our community and in Wilmore. Um, and I, I'm not sure how far the boundaries go on that, but that's just who God is with John. Okay. Okay. It's not about giving honor to any uh, human, uh, man or woman. It's, just, it's about honoring who God is in people. He's a shifter through John. He's a shifter of, of times and seasons. And it's interesting because we had no idea, John didn't, he and Andrea, they found out when they were here that they left on time change day. Um, so it's just really interesting. And uh, I, I believe it's a line of demarcation for us as a community. Uh, And for me personally, and uh, many of you uh, know these two things that um, I have felt the call to create music um, and mostly the rap uh, and, you know, melodic rock influences now, too. um, Didn't set out to do that, but God called me, never thought I would do that. He said do it. And it took me a while to even wrap my head around it or receive it but I've accepted it now. Well, Tony and I have been working hard at recording, and we have recorded over 350 songs, okay? I've been, before recently, I've been living Bruce Wayne recluse style. Uh, It's just what I've been walking through, it's been hard other than these meetings and my one-on-one meetings with uh, people. It's been hard to interact socially at all, for years. But um, God has been using that, a lot of creativity, a lot of inspiration. You know, when you're going through pain, you can touch places and uh, you can declare things uh, in faith that, you know, they're unique to those seasons. But um, recorded all these songs, written over 500, so we're still... Trying to keep up with recording, but now that I'm subbing during the days, we just have to do on the weekends. So our pace is not as high. Um, but I, I can't turn off the faucet, and I, I don't want to. Um, it's like it's 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 something so needed um, for me, and I, I believe God wants to touch a lot of people with it. But as I've been like building up the arsenal, which years ago the Lord spoke to my spirit and said, "You're." Your songs are your stones. You sling to take out giants that um, oppress people and keep them in paralysis. Um, but for so long, I, I've I've been asking God, "What do I do with this?" I, like God, I can't stand to even look at a social media app, and I have nothing theologically against them. I just. That that seems is as difficult or more than, like, socializing. I just, ah. But I'm like, I'll do it, God, if you want me to, like, you know, not let my, or not hide my light under a barrel and uh, shout from the mountaintops all kind of other scriptures that say, you know, let it go. Um, and so I've talked with Karis and Tony, my producer. He's like, pretty much every couple of weeks, he's like, hey, Trev, um, you know, we got so many songs, man. When are you gonna start releasing some of these? Uh, and I'm like, dude, I want to. He's like, I mean, it doesn't have to be complicated, man. Just, I, I, I mean, you just let God lead you, man, because He knows our role. <laughs> but he he peppers me with that regularly, and I'm like, dude, I I know. But I had a dream some months ago, and I I I shared it with Karis right away because I was like, you got to remind me of this so I don't like question it and. But in the dream, I don't even remember how or what happened, but the message came to me, don't step forward with the music until I give you the strategy. And God doesn't always do it like that. Sometimes he's like, hey, I've given you something. I trust you to make decisions. And, you know, don't rebel against me, but go for it. But there's other times where it's just like, he, I was like, I, uh, dad, i I am dumbfounded. I know it's not that complicated to, you know, know, put it out there, but I, you need to tell me something. Either give me the fire in my soul or give me the plan, preferably both. I would love the energy to go do it and the blueprint. That's my request. Of course, you do it however you want to. But I say all that to say, um, after my six weeks or so at at West Jessamine High School, me and Emma roamed the halls of West amongst 1500 ninth through 12th graders. Um, I have had a lot of open doors relationally into the kids hearts. And I, I mean this sincerely, uh, just like the analogy, I could gobble them up. I mean, they are, I have no, it's no effort for me to just be like, I mean, Monday morning. I'm in there, and my I work with a table of three straight up dudes. Um, They're all athletes, and all like hate school, especially math. And I sit at the table with them and help them through polynomials and whatnot. And and I'm just I can't I can't get enough of them. And I know they're like, Mr. Span, it's Monday. I'm like, Come on, we're gonna do this. It's because I have a heart for them, and that's just the way I feel. Anyway, um, and uh, kids have responded to that. Somebody knows when you like them, you know? Um, and it's not just that I, like, oh, I love you, brother. I want the best for you. I'll pray for you. Like, I gush with affection for them. I laugh all the time with them because I enjoy them. Um, so I'm eating popcorn on Sunday night, just a couple hours. <laughs> you know how I roll. Pop- me and popcorn on Sunday night are... A regular for years now, many years. Um, as I was eating popcorn, uh, an idea came to me just start releasing the music files to the kids at school and, and sharing with them when there's like a dead period, you know, just putting it on, even listening to it on my phone. Although, you know, like an artist now that I guess I, I'm not, I guess, an artist that I am, I'm like, oh man, you gotta put some earbuds in there, you gotta get some good speakers, man, you gotta really get the full effect, you know. But anyway, you know what I'm saying, Connor. (laughs) Um, But I just put my phone out there this week, and man, what a week! Um, The kids responded more than ever, and they couldn't get enough uh, of the files. and Mrs. Span, give me more. I mean, I these few dudes, I, I gave them like 25 different songs. They're like, keep them coming, keep them coming. And they're, like, listening to him and, like, oh, yeah, oh, I like that one. That's fire. And he's, like, oh, no, man, the next one's my favorite. And they're being, like, and I'm, like, man, I've never had this reaction before. I mean, the people that I love, like my family and my friends, like, Trevor, with you, with you. John Edwards so blessed me a couple of years ago when he, he was staying at my house, living in my house. He's, like, bro, I'll just, uh, I'll I'll put Trav on Spotify playlist and play it just so I can maybe get some more revenue. <laughs> you know, he'll just let it play during the day. I'm like, thank you, man. Feel that support. So I've got a like a, a dusting of people in Georgia, a dusting of the youth from Ohio that we always do retreats with, and a dusting of family and friends here. <laughs> but so I had like I don't know if you remember if you saw it, i never even looked at it. I think like twenty something. Monthly followers coming into Monday. Well, then, like by Wednesday, I have 105, you know, monthly followers. So I was like, okay, that was an encouragement. And then on Wednesday, also um, in one of the classes, uh, they seemed to really be wanting to hear uh, one of my songs. They're like, come on, Mr. Span, show us one that's not really, so I was like, all right, and I played it on my phone. As I'm playing on my phone even with the subpar speakers, I'm like feeling really inspired and moving. And I'm like lip singing it, doing like straight up music video in the middle of class. <laughs> I did not plan to do that. Usually I'm just like play something. I'm sitting down or whatever. And if it, I've had a few isolated freestyle moments, but I'm usually sitting down, you know, and not like going for it, like concert style. But um, I'm just like got my eyes closed and I'm like, and I've you know I've got that far away like cerebral part of me, like, what are you doing? You've got your eyes are closed and you're like straight up dancing to your cell phone music. And I open my eyes, like, I wonder how it's going out there, because it was actually like pretty quiet. <laughs> and such a high percentage of them are like shocked looks on their face, and they're like filming, and they're not even wanting to talk because they don't want to interfere with the music. And it was uh, more than just an enjoyment, or like, man, oh man, we got to teach you who raps because that factor has been blowing them away. Like, what, Mr. Span raps? But they were like, there was a fear of the Lord element. they were like, this is something different. And the ones who didn't have a context for the, the anointing or the manifest presence of God, they were just like, oh, oh, whoa. And um, and then when it, once it got over, they were like, oh, Mr. Span, give me that song, give me that. And then they're like, freestyle, please, freestyle, freestyle. freestyle." And so I was like, you know what? I am actually feeling inspired right now that like I, all right, let's go. And so I just started freestyling. And technically, lyrically, it wasn't, you know, my finest hour. Um, But the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk or, you know, perfect rap. It's a demonstration of the spirit and power. And I felt the power and I felt the authority, and even that different place and tone of my voice. And the kids now were like, "Huh, huh." They didn't know what was going on. And again, there was no sound because they were like, and at the times before they're like, "Oh yeah, Mr. oh," when a hard bar drum, you know, creativity or whatever. This time, they weren't saying anything, and they were just like, "Huh." And then when it got done. It was like a complete and some people standing ovation. they just clapping. And I'm like, Lord, all right, all right. You've confirmed the strategy, and I'll just keep simply doing this. So um, I wanted to share that with you as a testimony of what God's doing in my life, but that's also related to this community. You know, God has called us. Our, our mission is welcoming the presence, presence of God to permeate every part of society. Each one of us permeates a different part. Each one of us is to diffuse a different fragrance of Christ in a different place. That's what he has me doing right now. I'll say this, too. You, you could say a door of great opportunity has opened for me. And there are many adversaries. Now, I feel like Jesus with, like, the sinners, I have so much favor with the students. Hardly any antagonism, okay? Um, but I, I do feel the threats of the enemy. And particularly this week, I, circumstantially even, like, saw, oh, Satan is trying to destroy me at this school. He's trying to destroy the things that God is doing and God has done relationally, he's straight up trying to destroy me. I saw it, not just like in the spirit, like circumstantially coming about. And I'm like, like David, well, Lord, my eyes are on you. You alone can deliver me. I can't defend myself. I can't, um, it's futile, you know. God, you, you must do what only you can do. And he will, he will, but Paul one time said, he, he asked for prayers, and he said, so that we can more people can rejoice at my deliverance. So uh, I, I stand with you in, in that way, and um, I once again feel weaker than I ever have as a human, not not just in a, a just like, well God, I." really hope that you're just going to completely animate me because without your animation, without your spiritual, like, uh, empowerment and, and, and life, I'm just another human. But I believe we are not mere humans. Paul said, you're living like mere humans. We're not mere humans. We carry the person of God. So, um, that's what I wanted to share. I know I I took up Still got a good 30 plus minutes. So I want um, anybody who has anything in their heart to testify what God has been doing. Um, You feel led. I'm just going to hold the mic here. Whatever.
4: Um, Rachel and I have decided to settle.
0: praise the Lord Wow bro I love you man that makes me very happy. The Pinner family is a very unique presence in our community It's no small thing that they're settling.
2: So I just want to um, encourage you all that there's so much more coming from the heart of the Father. I've got up here and been like a fool talking about revival and what was coming here. Um, Had some crazy encounters, 2018, 2019, of seeing just bumper to bumper traffic and people knocking on our door, just looking for a place to stay. And that's happened, but not to the fullest extent that Jesus has shown. And, um, but yet, that initial work that just happened this year was extremely pivotal for not just Wilmore, but for the whole kingdom of God, which of course is now having its effect all around the world. So Friday, after um, the revival ended on Thursday, which was the college day of prayer, Robin and I were in the car line. At West Jess to pick up Emma because we happened to have it off, which we never do. So we were just, I had to work on a paper. Robin was working on Greek. So we just worked all day and then we went and picked up Emma. And as I'm sitting there talking to my aunt and uncle who come from a very nominal Christianity, I look up and there's two eagles soaring above me and they just keep going in circles and getting higher and higher. I have a thing with eagles. Every time I've had an encounter with an eagle, the Lord's always moved in a profound way. Either I went through a deliverance or we were ministering in a certain way and somebody went through a deliverance or the Lord was getting ready just to unveil something. But then as I'm watching these eagles, I'm like, I'm so caught up and I'm like, having a hard time even listening to my aunt and uncle. I see one eagle break. Never ever does he flap his wings. And he flies towards Nicholasville. Or she, and joins five other eagles, eagles doing the same thing. So these are seven eagles. This is a convocation of eagles. That's what that, that means. I've never I've been in the woods majority of my life hunting big game animals. I've never seen seven eagles do that. So I knew I was like, all right, Lord, there's something that you are you're you're showing me, and because it's something that you want to do. And for me, it was like a resurfacing of like this rising hope within of like all these dreams and these things that I've seen that haven't happened yet, these things are coming. So that, honestly, that we are not. We have no diggity, no dignity. We have no doubt. We're, that's a rap song. (laughs) Who was that? No diggity, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah, Jesus is going to bag it up. (laughs) I'm not a rapper, <laughs> but that's been my prayer is to be so caught up with God that I don't even care, you know, what happens, what I look like, how foolish it looks, how stupid it looks, and I've already had those times happen before, but I knew that's, that's coming, I just had a taste of that. It's coming to a greater extent, and you know, Travis is talking about the fragrance of heaven, but to some, that same smell is actually the, the stench of death. It's a both and. I know that's coming. But we're not to get like caught up in what people say. We're just we be caught up in him, and that's all that matters. My whole point in, in saying this is I knew there was something that Jesus was is in what he was kind of highlighting. Like this is this is what is coming. Well, Sunday night, I um I know the Lord just does things in the middle of the night. I've had just crazy, powerful things happen in the middle of night—dreams. Um, it's just very, very active, and I and I love it. And Sunday night, I went to bed, and you know how like if if like the police are like going to bust into a door and they have this huge thing and they just boom and they bust in. This is what I saw, but I saw it—it it was the opposite. It was busting out. It was students at Asbury University busting out, like blowing the doors off of Hughes, because Jesus was moving in a profound way in this city. But because of the love that was encountered there, they're going to come, just like. I mean, it's going to be so open, and Jesus is just going to be just—he's just, just going to roll his sleeves up through his body, through dwelling, through those who are just his servants, and he's going to get to work. In 2020, in 2019 there was a pillow on the sidewalk over here on Asbury University. And on the third day of the pillow not being moved, finally I was like, all right, Lord, what are you speaking? You know, because of, of course you do things, but you speak through these things because heaven is here. It's in our midst. And he's opened up our eyes so we're seeing heaven. We're hearing his voice. We're seeing what he's, what he's doing and what he's going to do. And he said, um, you know, foxes have dens and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. And I believe that's exactly what just happened. He, he just came and laid his head in this city. He just rested in the city. It was so peaceful. The love of God was so permeating. I mean, just to s- step into that 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 river of holy love was just like, man, I could just sit here all day. But the next thing that's coming is Jesus is going to roll his sleeves up. And he's going to get to work through every single one of us and every single part of us, every single, all of us have a certain anointing or whatever you want to call it, a, a, a manifestation of God's spirit to literally for him to just put you on and wear you like he wore Gideon and you're just going to go with him and he's going to start doing things and it's going to be such, so effortless. It's not going to be like, oh, I have to muster up this, this strength. No, you're going to get caught up in the divine energy, the synergy of God and you're just going to go with him. So my encouragement is this, don't be afraid to ask for the more. Because this is always going to happen through the person of Jesus who was full of grace. So therefore, he's just saying, just ask for more grace. Burn it like a 747. Put that oil of grace, holy grace, in your lamp and let it light, knowing because he's, he's got more. He's got so much more that he wants to just throw. So don't stop at the cross. Go beyond into the resurrection and receive his holy oil and let him light you and put you on fire.
0: Amen, Davey. And I just want you to know, Davey sees real eagles, not just using eagle broadly. I've been here my whole life, and I'm borderline obsessed with bald eagles, and I have still never seen. It's not fair to me. (laughs) Davey has sent me multiple pictures of straight white-headed bald eagles. Like that one guy who's like, "I've been working in the vineyard all day, Lord." Except I don't even get the payment of the eagle. Davy just shows up here from Florida and just gets a flock of eagles.
4: Well, hey there, everybody. (laughs) Uh, It was just in my heart to um, to get up here and to bless you all, Um, to just proclaim it, to speak a blessing, because. You are people, this is a people that seeks the heart of the Lord, that hears his voice and that receives the things that he has for them. Um, so the Lord, like, sees that and he honors you all um, because you all honor him. And, um, <laughs> yeah, man. Um, the Lord honors you and you all honor him. Um, because the Lord honors you because you honor him. I don't know. Uh, but just I just wanted to proclaim that you all are blessed. This is a blessed people. This is a blessed town. This is a blessed community and nation. And um, the Lord has great things in store for us. Um, and it might take us a minute to get there, but everything that he starts, he finishes. <laughs> and... Um, we know that he's good and we know that he's he loves us and that he has more for us and he has more for us to give to other people um he gives to us so that we we can demonstrate his love uh manifest him in the world um because we are we're his body we're his we're made in his image and he's every day that we walk with him he's bringing us closer into agreement with him and into the image Um, that he wants to express himself in us. And so I just um, thank you all for being receptive to his presence and to his spirit and the things that he has for you all. Thank you for seeking his face and for believing the things that he speaks to you, even though there's confusion. So, yeah. Thank you, Nicholas.
5: want to share with you guys um, the time when John was praying with Deb and I was a, a really amazing time. I know just about everybody here can say the same thing. It really was. Thankful for his ministry. Thankful for his willingness to put himself in a position that if you've been involved in ministry, that's just a physically and spiritually demanding thing. And it's just so, I'm very thankful for him to be willing to do that And that the Lord gave him the ability, the stamina to be able to do that. So very thankful. As he was talking and praying with Deb and I, um, so much of the things that he said were actually confirming that he would have no way that other people had said those things to us. Um, and, And some of that was relatively recently had been said, but some of it was a long time ago. And as I was have been sort of processing that, um, just coming to the realization um, a day is as a thousand years and a thousand years is as a day. And and that applies to us on a personal level and that he is faithful. He doesn't speak words and then just change his mind. He's faithful, and those things are still there. And so I was making this sort of application to our own lives and and thanking the Lord, and then it started to get sort of bigger. Um, The revival in 70 and now, recently, in 1950, in 1905, and others in between, 19... or excuse me, 2006, which Travis had a big part in that, played a big role in that. Um, some people look at that and say, well, you know, it's it's God moving again, and, and I, you, you can make that case, but I, I would prefer just to say it's, it's still God moving. So what if it's separated by 50 years? That's nowhere close to a thousand, right? It just happened, and and so all this, uh, the faithfulness of the Lord, and then, um, John, the other day when or last week when he was sharing before he ministered, mentioned that he's been reading about John G. Lake. Well, so have I, and um, Laura actually. Put me on to him. And the Lord has just been. I mean, this guy, this these writings were about a hundred years ago. And it's incredible to me how much of it is just today. It hasn't changed. The concepts, the way the Lord is moving, and and when he goes in and talks about miracle healings that he had seen and all these all these different things, it's just like the Lord was saying, Yes. It's still me. I'm still here. And then on top of that, though, a, a big scripture that has played a huge impact in my life is in Isaiah 43, where it talks about, "For behold, I do a new thing." And so I'm sitting here thinking, "Okay, Lord, so we've we've got your faithfulness, and we've got these things that are um, a continuation of what you're doing in our midst." And yet, very clearly here, you spoke this new thing in your word, and those words were spoken over me. How does this all fit together And I just felt like the Lord's saying it's all the same <laughs> it's It's my faithfulness, it's steady, it's new, there's still new coming. And when Davy talks about, you know, we've only seen sort of the, the tip, uh, sort of a glancing blow, I believe that's what he's talking about, this new thing that's coming. And there, there may be a lot more than that. I mean, I, who am I to try to say, Lord, uh, you've done that before? Uh, you know, he's sovereign. And, man, I'm ready for any of that. My point to you is he is so faithful. And to take the time to recount his faithfulness. Look back. See what's happened. The signposts along the way that we see the major events, the little things. It's all consistent. And yet, there's more coming. There are new things coming. So, how does he take all of the things that have been done before, the things that are happening now? I almost hate to even say any more these done before because I really do get more of the picture that it's still just happening. And then how do we prepare ourselves? How does the Lord prepare us to say it better for what's coming this new? And to get us into a position where we are never afraid to step out into the water that is new to us. So I'm just encouraged. I'm so encouraged by um, what the Lord has been doing over the last month here in Wilmore. The things that we've been praying for, the things that people have been praying literally for decades, may I say centuries, Maybe since the beginning of this earth. I can't say when the beginning of time is sort of irrelevant to me, because uh, I don't understand time. You know. But uh just for as long as we can understand these things that the Lord has uh, has had an ache in people's hearts. A thousand years ago was yesterday. So what is fifty years? What's a month? And uh, so I've just been impressed that we need to be open and um, don't try to say, as we are prone to do, well, that's not how God moves. That's... That's probably the last time you'll ever hear me say that, and I'm not even saying it. It's just what some people say. I I just can't do that anymore. That's not my experience anymore. So I just praise the Lord, thank him for his faithfulness, and know that there's more coming. There's new things we haven't seen before that we are going to stand back in awe and wonder and praise for what he's doing.
2: Yes.
0: Anybody else? brother.
1: I just have a real short thing to say because uh, the Lord told me this the other day and I'm saying it to you. It's going to be okay. Um, well, Travis asked, like, what are some things that encouraged us from the time with John here and I think probably the biggest thing that encouraged me was how often Travis has said that Sam reminds him of John because uh we've just really walked through so much with Sam from giving birth to him <laughs> through everything but like you he, we were all here two years ago when he went through what he went through when we realized that he's uh, um is autistic and he's k- kind of going through the same thing again now and I've just been learning a lot more about it, especially since I found out I'm also autistic <laughs> but um, I think what he's going through is autistic burnout, um which is a real thing and so and when I found that out i it really encouraged me because you recover from it and you come out of it, but it's a really big journey walking through it, and it happens it's caused by all different kinds of things, and it's not necessarily negative, but like autistic people have like a lot of neuroplasticity in our brains and so we can like our brains can like shut down different sections for a while and anyway, but it's just been really hard lately. Like um I've kind of been like just had kind of like constant mild depression. <laughs> but and I told Trenton it's really hard to talk about it with people because they want to give you ideas or advice or this or that. And I just need people to grieve with me right now. And I also need people to hope with me because I have a lot of hope. But, like, I can't watch videos of Sam because it would just make me cry. Like, videos from a few months ago even would just make me cry right now because I just miss him. But he's so special. Like, he's really so special. He's not a normal kid at all. <laughs> he um, And he's been saying really strange things lately. But, yeah, and we don't really know what's happening and we don't know what's going to happen. And there's no, like, every person is different like there's no template for Sam and what's going to happen or what is happening but he is incredibly special and incredibly different than other six-year-olds spiritually and what he thinks about and the questions he asks and so I was just so encouraged by John even when John was up here saying sometimes I feel like I should be on the short bus (laughs) because it was like if Sam was at public school he would need a one-on-one personal assistant right now um and it just, like, encouraged me um, just to see, like, even the the intensity of what John has walked through and is walking through and just seeing some of that same intensity in, in my own son um, just really encouraged me. And like Trenton said, we've decided to, like, settle here. I mean, obviously, we don't know what the future holds, but for, like, almost the past five years, it's been a question on our mind, like, what's next? Like, after we're here, what's next? Where's God going to move us? Is it here or there? And so just kind of like we want to just stop asking the question and we just want to stay. Like we're just saying we live here. We, we're we going to live here. We're staying here, whatever that means. But we're not asking the question, what's next, what's next, what's next. Um, and honestly, for me, I told Trenton like a big part of me like wanting to move on or go somewhere or whatever is because I need to raise my kids to be wholehearted for God. And I uh, I want our family to like follow God and like, be with people who are really following God. And sometimes being in this area, I haven't really felt like I could just like raise my kids to be wholehearted for God that easily. But I think that really encouraged me with like the revival. Is like, yes, one more Kentucky can be wholehearted for God. <laughs> and so I can raise my kids here. <laughs> and that probably sounds like super legalistic and judgmental or whatever, but that's kind of where my brain has been. Um, and then even with, like, Travis, I told Trenton, you know, like, where, like, where else could we necessarily go where, like, our pastor would appreciate our son the way Travis appreciates Samuel and Phineas and stuff, like, that is, like, I cannot express how important that is to us. Um, and, yeah, so, and it is, it is really neat just remembering, like, when, um, my family started going to Travis's grandpa's Bible study like 18 years ago when I was 13. Um, And for that whole year, because er, like almost every week his grandpa would say at, at the end, it was like, you know, Uncle Tim or somebody would be like leading worship for an hour. And then there'd uh, be like uh Dr. Neff would like talk for a really long time. And I'd usually fall asleep <laughs> and, uh, and then, uh, and then there'd be this long time, and then finally, like around ten or eleven, he'd be like, "Okay, who would like prayer to be baptized in the Holy Spirit?" <laughs> and so, for the whole year, I was thirteen. I was like waiting for when I was gonna ask. And then I knew, like this one week when I was fourteen, I was like, "Okay, on Saturday night, I'm gonna raise my hand." So it's like fourteen-year-old, and I raised my hand, and then, they, and then after that, Travis raised his hand. <laughs> And anyway, it's just like, that's a really neat connection. And um, another neat connection for me to feel like I can stay is I've always felt like I didn't belong. And now I realize I've always felt like I didn't belong because I'm autistic. And so it's normal to feel like you don't belong because you think different than most people. <laughs> and um, But now that I know that, then I realize I can belong in the same way that Sam can belong, even though he's very different and there's a lot of other people who are very different too and so we can belong um, and uh, I remember even Michael saying one time like I had been in Russia and stuff like that and he was like first when I met you I thought maybe you were adopted because you like sounded kind of different and uh, <laughs> I don't know if you remember that but <laughs> but anyway
0: yeah. <laughs> you see what I'm saying about the Pinner family? <clears throat> Lord, we stand with um, the Pinners. We grieve with them. We, we bear their burdens. And um, we bless Samuel, body, soul, and spirit. We thank you for the gift of him. Thank you for all the ministry that has come through him. Um, profound uh, things that you've done publicly in the in these meetings. And we bless him. We receive him. Um we bless the whole Pinner family. And I ask Father that you would raise up uh any uh, prayers, intercession in our people or other places for Samuel and the Pinners. Amen. You have anything you want to share?
6: Good evening, everyone. Uh, my name is George, and it's such a, a joy to be here with you all. Um, I think I have w- more than one tie to this body of people that I'm just not realizing. So, um, obviously, Davey and your lovely wife, your first name again, Robin, um, came by so many times during the time of the outpouring and prayed over us, and uh, man, every time they prayed, I just felt such a a wind of God just feel uh the room and our sails and and sustain us as we were worshiping. Uh and then the brother here in the back, I forget your first name too. John George, you prophesied over me quite a bit. Um and then you had like follow-up prophecies <laughs> which is pretty cool. Um glad you followed up because I was still like processing some of what you were sharing and as I would, would communicate with my wife and Felt such a beautiful, beautiful grace on you as you were prophesying. I kind of wanted to turn back and prophesy on you, too, but I was like, no, I just need to receive. (laughs) I need to receive. But it was just so beautiful to feel your gift. And then later on, towards the end, Connor kind of came through and worshiped and and led the room um, with one of my childhood friends that had flown up from Florida. Um, And it was just so cool to see to see them sing together and worship together because we're both from the island of Haiti, and um, I was blown away and somewhat jealous because at that point my voice was gone. And I was like, how does this guy get to sing with my childhood friend? And I'm like, I don't get a chance to sing. And I was like, you know, forget it. I'm going to just go up there and sing with him. And, and we ended up singing together, and it was awesome. And then uh, we ended up going to this uh, not worship that was here up in Lexington. I'm up at the front worshiping. And I looked to my right, and I was like, that guy looks familiar. And sure enough, it's Connor. But he's got this lovely little lady next to him, all clinging. I was like, oh, who's, this? who's this little, who's this girl? You know, and towards the end, I found out it's his fiance, and uh, we connect and pray together, and it was just it was just so beautiful. Um, and then when I walk in with my wife, so you text me. I was ready to plan on coming. You text me, and I walk in. Um, this gentleman here with the glasses, Trenton, he's like, I think I know who I think I know who you are, and you mentioned Jeff Henderson. Um, and is he connected to this body or uh, just relationally? Okay, so I've known him for several years. Um, when he was back in Jacksonville, Florida, I used to be there. Was at a house of prayer there, and um, and I also remember maybe day seven or eight of the revival, um, getting a text from him, thinking like well, he's in Jacksonville, but sure enough, he was here. He had moved here and is part of the FAI. And um, and as he walked in, you know, he talked about how he knew me through Jeff somehow. And I was like, man, how do so many people that I've met just in the past, you know, either from years ago or just recently all converged in, into this family. And um, and as he was speaking, I was telling my wife, you remind me one of our good friends. I was like, this is gonna bug me the whole time feel like you guys are probably like twins or that were separated at birth or something. You guys just look so similarly. His name is Nate. Um, carries the same same grace and the same authority and humility and love for people and a strength that's sometimes rare to see in, in men these days. But um, as I was sitting here asking the Lord if there was anything that he would have me to say or share, um, he put the song on my heart and I would like to sing it. Um, and I... Um, It's just been so comforting to see how organic this gathering is um, and how honest people here are, just in hearing different people share testimonies, the diversity in the room. i have been so blessed. Um, I mean, I drive by here all the time. I mean, we just moved here maybe four and a half, five months ago, but... I drive by the city building all the time, and I've noticed a little sign that says dwelling. It's like, okay, all right, God is dwelling here, you know. it's funny. you're talking about pillow, this this white little chapel looks like a little pillow to me sometimes when I drive by, and uh, my prayer is that God would continue to rest among you all, and as he dwells among you, that your light would shine like a city on a hill, Um, and that together in the ways in which you love one another and care for one another and wash each other's feet, that it would be a sanctuary for his presence to dwell in. Um, I'm just so thankful for authentic, um, holy spirit, deputized gatherings of Jesus people who love him and walk in their authority as sons and daughters, but use their power to serve and to bless and to welcome people in. Um, this this time felt like a big hug in many ways um and i just love um the community that's here um, And so father i i thank you for uh the witness of your spirit's presence here as i my wife and i have kind of stepped in and and uh met our family that we are just now getting introduced to thank you for your spirit's power at work in each and every one of us i thank you for the, uh, the history of the relationships that are here and, and how much love has been born from the hearts in this room because of your love. And I ask that that love would multiply, that this group and this body would, would abound in love. They would abound, that the love would abound still more and more with both knowledge and discernment. I'm asking that their roots would go down deep in your love and that they would bear the fruit of love and all that they do and say, that this group would be known and marked by their love. I already have been marked by it, already been touched by uh, the way that this group loves well, and I pray that this love would permeate, would permeate through every relationship, every family, and every relational connection, whether it be at, the I believe, the Jessamite High School or whatever connections here at the seminary or whatever, wherever you take every individual in this um That's part of this body, that love would be the the characteristic and the distinguishing feature that sets them apart, that testifies that they are indeed yours, your disciples, because of the love that they have for one another, that it would be the reputation of this group that they love well, that their love is holy and clean and pure and true and humble and sincere, that it really does defer others above themselves. It's a love that doesn't seek its own, a love that does not rejoice in evil but rejoices in the truth, that it would be an eternal love, a a clean and holy love, but a love that doesn't mind getting dirty, a love that goes low, a love that gives and seeks to refresh others. And so I, I pray that you would abide in this love and that you would abide in them and you would cause your love to multiply in them.
7: You are Alpha and Omega We worship
0: believe that was really important. Uh, Everything about George standing before us. um, will end in just a minute, but he, I think that was important. There's a time when God increases the strategic um, nature of his activity. And I think we are Our momentum is moving forward in strategic ways and we're not slowing down. Um, You know, he's been bringing strategic people. He filled this place up with all kinds of prayer warriors uh, while people were still here for the outpouring. Next, he brings us Norway. (laughs) Then John comes to town. And uh, I believe uh, George and his wife Here, their presence among us represents something powerful and uh both the words he said and his personhood who christ is in him um is not neutral um i believe god gave him eyes to see our dna who we are and to say yes and amen to that and to call down more this guy is a conduit of heaven um a walking portal, so uh, I believe the words he said in the prayer he prayed and the song he sung actually pulled stuff down um for uh so many of the promises that were spoken when God first started this no no man or woman started this ministry god said i I need it for what i 'm doing here, so uh he brings us who he needs, you know when he brought us. The Ferraro family, that first time, it's like God brought them to us. And I could go on with all of you, but Zion and I in 2020 during the quarantine time, uh, we had a lot of time to get goofy together and, you know. (laughs) um, So one of the things we developed, and I spent my whole life before Christ and then after Christ, to just building deep relationships through goofy nonsense. Okay, that's one of my secret weapons with relationship. Um, I was raised on it with my two younger brothers. <laughs> Still continues to this day. And so I'm so happy that I've got to induct my daughter into this. I'm so glad that she's not just like, you're weird, you know? Although she does say I'm weird and I, I own it, but she gets weird with me. You know, it's very fun. But in 2020, we developed this thing. It's been our, probably one of our longest standing go to goofiness and we call it george talk and we just for a while right when John Edward was moving in it was like we would just go george 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 and just say georgie georgie and just like all all kinds of george talk and it morphed into george actually being an imaginary friend of ours <laughs> and zion would demand me she would she would be, like, w- driving around. I, I made the mistake of one time actually feeding into this and being like, George is in the car. You know, Zion's in the back. And I'm like, George, what are you doing here? And And as we, over the weeks, he kind of developed into this, like, gnome-like character who was full of mischief and was, like, you know, giving me wet willies and all this stuff. And I just went full to town. And Zion is absolutely loving it. And so for a while, she'd be like, Dad, George is on top of the car. And she'd roll down the window, George got in. (laughs) And every time, George terrorizes us. So it's like, it's not just like George is going to sit there. And so I I was like, my go-to for a while to like give my brain and body rest. I'm like, oh, that's right, George, go to sleep, go to sleep. And then she's like, George, George, wake up. Here we go again. So anyway, I, that goofiness and silliness, um, I believe, is related um, to uh, what God spoke. And, and, and George, who I described as like a, um, a gnome, um, I believe, it just now hit me. I'm just like, oh, Lord, thank you. Um, w- when you spell gnome, it's G and then gnome, so genome, the human genome. I feel like George uh, and his wife represent the genome of Jesus. It's just like this is who he is. This is the DNA of God, and I believe he um, spoke uh, that genome uh, of dwelling into us. There's been a, a lot of rejection we've endured, more than we've realized, and um, you know sometimes it's come directly through people. and uh, We've been protected. But but I, I've really felt the rejection of Satan, uh, the spirit of rejection. Um, and he just came in here and brought God's stamp of approval. And we don't need any approval from any man, but that was the approval of Christ. So we receive you. That's why I asked if you had anything, because if, if you receive a, a prophet in the name of a prophet, you receive a prophet's reward. If you receive a righteous man, you receive his reward, and we receive you both as, as who you are, manifestations of God, conduits of him, and changers of the places where you go, whether you're there for a long time or whether you show up. You change things. Lord, we uh, thank you so much for George and his wife. We bless them, and we receive what you deposited in us through them. And uh, Lord, we ask you to keep doing what you want to do and be strategic and have mercy on us. Amen. Well, y'all have an awesome week, and uh, we'll see you again soon.